Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Listeners to day five. Oh my god, is it day? Yeah, it is day five. It is officially the second half. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> and I celebrated the end of the first half in style. Yeah, Wendy fell asleep on the concrete after our podcast last night. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I was so tired. I mostly remember everything I did. I did, um. You did eat a pancake. I, I saw it. I ate a, most of a breakfast taco and most of a pancake, which was smart. I am not hungover today. I, my neck is hurt because when I got drunk, I did some headbanging. Don't let me headbang when I'm drunk anymore, please. Um, and I remembered that I did sing four karaoke songs. I just couldn't remember what, for sure what the third one was. And if that's the only blank spot in the evening, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Okay. But Allie confirmed that it was uh, Diamonds Are Forever and... She said I sounded okay, so... Okay, that's good. Gonna, it's just like... <laughs> that muscle memory kicked in, and you were all right. Like, I literally have no memory of that. But anyway, listeners, yeah, it was here. a grand grand time last night, but it does mean I skipped round one this morning, because I was smart. And so did I, because I had to do laundry. Okay. So and, and also because I need to sleep in Well, we were out till 4. 4.30-ish. Late. Yeah. So round two begins, and um, we both saw the same thing. We did. We did. We both saw The World is Yours. Le monde est à toi. It is French. It is French. It's very French, but it, it's delightful. It, it is. It puts such a big smile on my face. It was so great. It is a French. prime comedy. Yes. So it is this. He's not inept, he's just hassled. He's, he's hassled and he's kind of green. Like, he's just, he wants to believe, he said he's definitely a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy. He's a little bit too trusting for somebody who's in crime. Um, like, I love the opening scene in retrospect. They come and they deliver um, the hash mm-hmm. that he's going to sell. Sticks of marijuana. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> But he's like, where's the, where's the scratch-off cards, basically? The, yeah, the laundry bingo. cards. Bingo cards, weren't they? And, oh, no, he didn't give them. So he goes in to ask about them. And what he says is, look, they're giving a shittier hash. People are going to take their business elsewhere. So we include the scratch-offs for, you know, little to no additional input on ours. But then people don't mind so much that they're not getting as much value from what the product we're selling them. Because yeah. he's really thinking like a businessman and about keeping his clientele. I love what that says about his character. Yeah. It was 
and then he just had such a sweet face. Yeah, he's he, he's really put upon. Yeah, so this poor guy um, has grown up in a life of crime. He, his mother is like a master shoplifter. She she is con artist too. She's a con artist and can crack safes. But this woman is just clothed head to toe in like loud haute couture. Yeah, and and she lifts it all. She has like her own team of women that that help her, and so. He's he's kind of grown up in this environment of all these crime women, yes, and so he's trying to kind of come into his own, but he keeps having to go ask mom for help, well, and money. He let his mother manages manages money, his savings. He's been saving up to the point of eight hundred thousand, yeah, euros, euros that he has saved up so that he can buy. A Mr. Freeze franchise, the the Mr. Freeze franchise of North Africa. Yeah. He's going to buy into this franchise. He's like, and he even tells the girl that he likes, I just want a normal life. I yeah. just want, like, a regular job, a nice little house, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And he, so he makes the deal. He makes the deal. The guy's like, yeah, I'm on board with you. And he does a great job in that negotiation. He's like, okay, mom, I need the money. And she's like... No, why don't we do this other thing instead? What about my dreams? And he's like, and she's like, it's our money. And he's like, whoa, whoa, my money, I earned it. Whereas, oh, well, she gambled it all away. Yeah. This is not a spoiler list. No, this it, is within this the is first, early. Within, because this is all part of the setup. So yeah. in typical crime film yeah. um, tropes, like... He needs to do, like, one big job one and get the money he wants to get the thing he wants, and which is a straight life. And, of course, sideways, so then he has to keep rejiggering everything. Is yeah. jigger a... Is jigger a bad word? I don't know anymore. I, I don't he, know. he needs to, to, to rearrange things. Well, he keeps it's, having it's a to comedy. Punt. Yeah, it's he a keeps comedy. having to punt and readjust his plans. And yeah. what if we do this until finally... The entire so in in true heist fashion, the entire payoff is a series of dominoes tumbling down yeah. in a very satisfying way. Yeah, and it's a comedy too. Yes, it the is two so Mohammeds. Oh, and Vincent Cassell is in it. He is so funny. Yes, everybody is delightful. <laughs> I love the, the woman playing the mother. I hate her, but I love her. Um, Great and, performance. And, really terrible character. Yeah, and. Not not a terrible character, as in badly made, but no. a great a great character that you you love to like. Ooh, I don't like you. You just keep fucking things up for your son because you're greedy. Yeah, she's like a Dolores Umbridge. Yes. Yeah. Of greed. Of yes. greed. A, a greedy Umbridge. So anyway, um, yeah, all the characters are. His, his, the the central guy is like the straight guy, and everybody else around him is just a little off kilter. Including the two Mohammeds, like one of them keeps insisting when he gets rich, he wants two eagles. Yes. <laughs> and they show Vincent Cassell, the other Mohammed shows Vincent Cassell a video on the Illuminati conspiracy. Yes. And Vincent Cassell proceeds to dive deep down that rabbit hole. So every time you see him resting or waiting in a car or something, he's watching Illuminati video, conspiracy videos on the internet. And, and he's like, oh, it's a, it's a little... Um, it's a little disorganized, but the no, truth isn't like it does make sense. <laughs> it's so sweet, baby giraffe. It's so great. It's all so great. I, 
I, so, I found it so delightful. Yeah, it was a I, great start to the day. I love that movie. I, I really, really love it. So um, that was round two. What did you see for round three? Round three, I saw level 16 finally. Yay! Yay! So uh, Wendy had already seen it earlier in uh-huh. the Fantastic Fest week. I think I saw <laughs> it This is like two. an advent calendar. I feel like we need to be going along. Ooh, we should make advent calendar. There'd with be little, little bottles, shots. Little bottles of booze. Little bottles of booze, booze in the Fantastic Fest advent calendar. <laughs> but uh, yes, I finally saw level 16. And just to recap... Uh, what it is, it's uh, the finishing school for the Stepford Wives. That's the way it starts. It's yep. this dystopia that's set entirely in this in this building where these girls are being raised in this kind of. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a vitali- vitalis vi, 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 vitalis vital academy. Yeah, it yeah. begins with a V, and it sounds like it has a vague sounding like life. Vitalis, vitality, it's something related. Like vitalitis or something like that. And it's, um, yeah, it's really fascinating the, the, the way the girls, these girls have never been exposed to the outside world, the way they interact with each other, the way the world is structured around them and the script is fascinating. The the way it's revealed what's actually going on. And it goes, it goes, it does so much with that, that's, that world is so well realized. Oh yeah, it, it's just amazing to me. And uh, the director is still here. Yes, as she's is. here all week, and she's having a great time. Yeah, she looks like she's having just a hoot. And so she was talking to us today too, and um, talking about um, her description of it was uh, Jane Eyre meets Logan's Run. Yes, <laughs> yes. She's been ten years trying to get funding for this film. And, and she went through all the rejection comments she got. Well, if you added a shower scene, we could maybe fund it. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is literally her first idea out of film school. She is now, in the meantime, trying to get it funded, done two other features. Yeah. Because she kept being told, women don't watch sci-fi. Yeah. And since it's a movie about women, only women will watch it. But it's a sci-fi concept, so that's just a non-starter. Oh, sweet fucking Christ. And then Hunger Games made money hand over fist. I wonder why. Because there we <laughs> are hungry. There's an audience. And it's half the population of the planet. So um, I was talking to so, her. Did yeah. I, did I yeah. tell this last night about know. Overlord? Yeah. I, I did? Yeah, well, I think so. Well, I don't. Rem- I was talking to her about Overlord and how I was like, "Why can't we have oh like a dirty dozen with women, like set in World oh. War II? And I was talking to a friend of ours, and I was like, "Why can't we have that? I want a World War II era, like women on a mission movie." And the reply was, "Yeah, but women weren't in con- in in combat. Like, yes, it's not they his- were. It's not historically accurate." And I'm like, "Neither are zombies." <laughs> So what you're telling me is it's easier to accept zombies in a World War II movie than women? And I said, what was so great is I brought it up to Danishka last night while we were drinking. And she immediately went the exact same place. I'm like, so apparently we can't have a women in 1942 because it's not historically accurate. And she just immediately was like, neither are zombies. (laughs) I need to go drinking with this woman. Oh, she's terrific. We all need to drink together. 
Um, so anyway, so today, what did you what did you see in the third oh, slide? Oh, I saw the guilty. Well, how was that? Oh, I really liked it. It is uh, listeners. The premise is 9/11 operator. It's a Danish film. 9/11 operator gets a call from a woman who's been abducted. You know, so the way mm-hmm. those calls play out of he picks up hello uh, emergency. What's your need? Hi, sweetie. Um, yeah, you called emergency. Are you doing okay? Ma'am, I'm like, until finally he's like, does, are you with someone? Yes. Do they know you called emergency? No. And you can, Ah. so you watch his brain kick in and it is, there are other people who make appearances, but it is 95% one man on screen on the phone. Wow. And it's tense and it's great. Right, um, I, I to, really, really liked it. And I need to catch it. I the lead actor it. is very engaging. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a whole lot more going on than what it seems like. And, yeah. So, yeah. I, seek it out, listeners. I'm like The nice thing is that you don't need to see this one on a big screen because it mm-hmm. is such a tight and contained story. If you end up watching it on video at home, that's going to play just as well. Just... It is the type of movie you just you need to allow yourself to be drawn in. Don't get distracted. Right. There's stuff going on. Um, yeah. So the cool. guilty is so good. And then it's so now round four. I saw, you saw. Tumbad. Yes. Tumbad. Tumbad is so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. Okay, it's an Indian film. It's an Indian horror film. Which Indian cinema does not do. Indian well, cinema, no, they, they, they do, do they do monster movies yeah. where they put somebody in a goofy rubber suit and it's played for laughs. But n- not necessarily. I've, I've but, seen okay, ninety five percent of the time. That's yeah, that, I, there there are ghost stories done in India. Yeah, there are there are things like that. But India generally doesn't do horror. They and don't. This is a straight up horror film, and it's. It's just a straight, like, there's no musical numbers. There's none of the usual trappings of Indian cinema. It is a really tight, focused plot with a relatively small cast. Yeah. It is just laser-focused on this one character, Mina Yak. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. So, there's... The... His family for generations has been wealthy, except by the time he is born. Hold, please. There's pretty much nothing left. There's nothing left. And his mother is the mistress of the the last of the wealthy men. So technically, Vinayak is a child out of wedlock, but I don't know how much that matters in Indian it doesn't seem to matter to this story. Yeah. Um, and his mother is also caring for the grandmother of the the head guy. Yeah. The witch, the rich guy, who's not allowed to wake up. Yes. Feed. Don't let her wake up. Feed her in her sleep. She gets hungry. She's always hungry. If she wakes up, you say, "Grandmother, go to sleep, or Hastar will get you." Mm-hmm. And, God, just, I don't know how much to tell you, except I want to tell you all about it. 
but well, I, maybe if you I can think find we can generalize, it. I think we can generalize. It's, it's a period so, piece, yes. and it covers like thirty years of Indian uh, history, like at the beginning of the twentieth century through Indian independence. Yeah. Yeah, and and so this this character goes from boyhood to adulthood to you know he's a he, he has a son and um, the the son starts helping him in his endeavors, but it's it's generally this it, it's a fable about greed. Oh, very very much so, much so. and it is. It's fascinating. I love the horror concept. The the, the creature, creature design is excellent. It's it's pretty great. And the mythology is excellent. Yes. I, I don't know how, I don't know how much of this is a true myth, how much has been adapted, but the mythology that is presented is very well thought out. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, I mean, and the grandmother is flat up because the the last of the wealthy um, family has been looking for the for the where's the treasure, where's the treasure, and the grandmother would never tell him until eventually she does tell the son, mm-hmm. but she really was like, it's the curse of greed, and it will curse you, and you should leave it alone, and you should not buy, don't do it, don't do it, but he mm-hmm. does, and oh, shit goes down. It does, it does. Oh. And oh. Uh, it was so satisfying, it's so good. I know, but I, oh, I wish we could. I want to tell you, but I don't want to spoil it, but you need to look it out. T-U-M-B-B-A-D. Yes. It should probably end up on Netflix. I imagine it will, because Netflix has been very good about putting Indian cinema Indi- Like they, they've been, they've got a great Indian selection, yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping it'll end up there. It, it, it was riveting and satisfying throughout, and I don't And even, beautiful. Oh, Beautifully really shot. lovely. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how long it was. It didn't feel terribly long. No, I think, I think it was almost a maybe a little over two hours which is lean for it's real lean for an Indian film it is so uh, Tumban very 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 much very much recommended so now for our last slot you're going to go see Climax Gaspar Noé's new film yep Climax which is about dancers so you'd think I'd be going to that but I kept hearing that Piercing was excellent so I'm going to go see Piercing alright so we are going to go off and see those movies and we'll be right back to tell you about them Through the magic of editing, no time at all will pass. And we are back after our midnight slot. It is 1.31 a.m. Ooh, it's an early night. Yeah, mine was short, and they even put a short in front of it, and it still... It was still short? And it was was only an 80-minute film, and I think the short was maybe 15 minutes. Okay. Cool. So what did you see? Um, I saw... Piercing with the short Rosalina in front of it. Okay. And here's what's interesting about Rosalina. The star of it is the star of the wave and the quake. Wow. It was him again, Chris, Christopher Joner. Okay. If I'm remembering his cool. name right. But like the they pan open up, they pan over his face and I'm like, what? I know that face. It's the the quake and the wave. It's our geologist hero. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not a hero in this one. Um, Rosaline is a little bit fucked up, which is a good pairing with piercing because... <laughs> Aim towards the microphone, Wendy. Sorry. <laughs> Rather Allie's, than away from the microphone. Allie's sitting behind me and I keep wanting to talk to her. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, Rosaline is a little bit fucked up, which is why it's a good pairing for piercing because piercing is very fucked up. <laughs> piercing might... It might 
be the most fantastic fest movie I've ever seen. Oh, that's high praise. Um, it's it, definitely quote praise quote unquote. It's definitely well, no praise. I liked okay. it. Okay, I good. did like okay, it. Good. Good. Um, it is slick mm-hmm. and well made. It is also twisty and twisted. Ooh. Um, but funny. Okay. Yeah, and it's basically a two-person movie. Okay. There's a couple of other people who make brief appearances, but basically, it's a dude and a woman. The woman is Mia Wasikowski. Oh, Wasikowska, Mike Wazowski. Um, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Mia Mike Wazowski. Um, but it's Mia with her last name, and uh, I don't recognize the dude. Although I'm, he's sure he's probably done something because he's great and she's great. So, okay, I won't go too into it but here's here's how you know what you're getting into first off i'm telling you flat right now it's it's a dark comedy right mm-hmm. so it opens with him standing over his the crib of his baby girl and he's got an ice pick in his hand okay and then and he's like kind of aiming it like considering his options and his wife wakes up and he hides it and a couple of other domestic scenes and then he's ending up holding the baby and he's holding the baby and looking at it and the baby looks up at him and it says you know what you have to do right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then he's in the bathtub and he's like so the key is to pick the right prostitute to kill so the whole movie is like he's decided that he's gonna scratch that itch by killing a prostitute okay and then you see him sort of plan it, and then a prostitute arrives, and it's Mia Wazakowska, and then things go severely sideways. Okay. She's a very interesting person, and I, you don't want to be spoiled. Oh, Melissa, you would love this film. It is okay. so fucked up. I'll, I'll catch up with it. I will catch up with it. Piercing. Okay. Uh, it was wild, and it's short, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm, I was... Struggling to stay awake in the middle, but that's that's not the film's fault. I kind of want to watch it again without having to fight to stay awake. But there comes a point where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have a problem staying awake from here on out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going? Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, that was, I have had an excellent day today, and that was a hell of an end point for it. I... I am very pleased with my choices on that one. So, yes. So tell me about Climax. Oh, my God. Windy Climax. Oh, wow. I I, I was given the little rating sheet after coming out of the theater, uh-huh. and I, I literally just tossed it because I don't know what to do with that oh. <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> okay, so, dear listeners, Climax is the movie, the, the latest movie by Gaspar Noah, uh-huh. uh, who is probably best known to us for Enter the Void. Um, and, and other bizarre, experiential, arty, arty films yeah. like that. Arty as fuck. Arty as fuck. And so the plot of this movie is literally start to finish. There are 20 dancers gathered to do a rehearsal in this school, and then uh, they're going to have an all-night party. It, students being like... 20-somethings, uh, they're, they're, they're 
they're all professional dancers and they do this this dance number in the opening of the movie and then they party but somebody has drugged the sangria (laughs) that needs to be on a t-shirt somebody has drugged the sangria they gave us sangria shots at the beginning of the movie and we all we all took the shot, and then a whole bunch of volunteers ran in with like rave glow sticks and oh danced in front God. of us, and then ran out of the theater. It was it was beautiful. It oh, was beautiful. that's so great. So so yeah, the the entire rest of the movie is a bad acid trip, with done entirely without any sort of special effects. It's all camera work. It's the dancers, lighting changes, and that is it. Nice. So um, it's. The the dancers are all. It, it's fascinating to watch, and of course, Gaspar Noah has all sorts of crazy uh, camera angles and stuff. Almost all the shots are long, like ten to fifteen to twenty minutes long. Wow! And and it's just this gradual descent into madness uh, throughout the entire thing. Uh, I was talking to David Canfield right before we came over to record, and he saw the same thing, and he he said. A guy next to me moved at one point in the picture, and I was terrified just because it's so... Seeing it in a theater is so, like, mind-altering in and of itself. It's like, dear God, don't watch this while altered, because okay. the, the movie is the drug. <laughs> okay, okay. And it's, just, it's throbbing music and, and screaming, and dancers really kind of improving what is almost almost looks like demonic possession but it looks like each one has their character has a goal and they're just kind of improvising around it nice like okay. the, the the opening dance sequence was the only thing that was choreographed and everything else is like the dancers going off and doing their own things and okay. it's uh, some of them are really really remarkable there's one blonde girl who the camera follows for like ten minutes, just walking down hallways and encountering things happening in different corners of the of the set. And she she does this remarkable job of when you're severely altered on something, you're you're swinging from focus to focus. Like I'm sobbing, I'm sobbing, I'm sobbing. Now I'm really concerned about the child in the closet. There's a child in the closet screaming because he also drank the sangria. I'm I'm concerned about the child in the closet. Now I'm sobbing. Oh, this pipe feels really good on my face. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'll crawl over here for a while. Oh, I don't want to go into that room. Oh, there's somebody screaming over there. I'm going to scream too. You know, that's... <laughs> that, that's... Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's an experience. Okay. It's an experience. That's the okay. most I can put around it. I did forget to mention about piercing. The soundtrack is fantastic. Awesome. Also. Um, and some great sound design. God, it was funny. So, um, okay, sounds like we both... We had an experience. We both had an experience. <laughs> sounds like mine was a little bit more just actually entertaining. Yeah, well... In it, a more... Well, it certainly wasn't a simple way. That's... Yeah. Piercing is still a challenging movie, but more entertaining. I had an experience. Well, then. Yeah, it, it's... it. It was a fully engrossing movie, and I, I, I pity people who try to watch it on home video because it, it's not going to be the same. Because being in a theater watching Climax is, you're just enveloped in it. It's the sound and the visuals, and you can't get away from it, and it just kind of, 
it really kind of who insured the film uh i think it was everham oh okay yeah sounds right yeah it was everham um what are you seeing first tomorrow? I'm seeing the uh, Korean shorts, uh, Panuk Studio shorts. Oh, you're going to see the Panuks? I'm yeah. seeing girls with balls. Awesome. You'll have to tell me how that is. And then... And then I've got Cam and Perfection and oh, Tenacious seeing... D. Oh, I'm seeing Perfection too. Oh, good. But I'm going to the Miskatonic um, oh, nice. lecture. Okay. So, Excellent. yeah. And then I'm going to get, I'm go- I am going to see The Night Comes for Us in the Midnight Slot. Good choice. I'm very good excited. Good choice. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, my midnight is loose. Yeah, okay. I'll be curious to hear what you say about that one. Yeah, Cargo really liked it, so it's like, yeah, this. Yeah, but this is a good everybody, shot. everybody's like, night comes for us, and I'm like, Why? well, yeah, because it's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to see Destroyer instead of Tenacious D. Destroyer is the Nicole Kidman yeah. um, revenge actioner. So I'm all right with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. As long as I'm in Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that'll anyway. be day. Six thousand day six thousand of Fantastic Fest. It's weird because there's only eight days, and yet. So, all right, listeners, Stay. it's time to go to bed. <laughs> what day is it? Is it What's in the box? What's in the box? What's on the calendar? Today's Monday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Well, technically, it's Tuesday now, isn't it? Yes, but if that's only if you're going to be like that. Why have I all? I've already been in this conversation today. And by, by today, I mean Tuesday. Tuesday's coming. Did you bring your coat? <laughs> I live in a giant bucket. Okay, dear listeners, we're going to let you... spoon is too big! <laughs> Monkey poured coffee in my boots. I'm sorry, listeners, this has gone off the rails. Now with more lard. Sweet Jesus! <laughs> Sweet Jesus! <laughs> All right, dear listeners, we're going to let you go, and we're going to go sleep. Bed! 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 bed. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome.